One more time. This show has everything. This show is elephant. From the iced, and I do mean iced, Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything. Our holiday debrief, a question about pop culture dislikes, why Nora McInerney keeps making us love her even more, and as always, some tishy recommendations. Joining me today from Childhood Bathroom Studios in beautiful, temperate Dallas, Texas, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. Thank you for getting my studio name right. Um, it's raining today, but it is like 60, so, you know, do with that what you will. <laughs> and joining us so very early from Boomer Ranch Studios in beautiful, temperate Palm Springs, California, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Hello, Anne. I've already gone on a walk, eaten breakfast. Wow. I'm ready for lunch. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it is 7 o'clock there, so what? That right. starts about in an hour and a half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Christy is parachuting in to save us. She was on reserve from the bench because Mike has been ill since forever christmas eve yeah. right yeah. Mm-hmm. i think and he has been uh hopeful that he could join us but last night he was like i don't know about this guys and christy said i'm in put me in <laughs> put me in coach <laughs> thank you otherwise it would have been me and hillary sitting here and going oh my god that guy is so hot remember from that movie he's so hot what 80s bully did we, like, hate but also less after, like, and felt complicated about it? Although Christy can uh, play that game, too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, as usual, we've got a little small talk to get us warmed up, a dive into the mailbag, some medium talk, a little light housekeeping, and then we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. Um, let's do a quick, very quick Grease 2 Facebook yeah. challenge update. Ooh, I haven't updated this since I looked yesterday or the day before, but it was at 183 so close, guys. Come members. On. <laughs> Friends and family. We only need 17 more people. Come on, Come on guys. We can do it. I'm going to force do friends it, it, and family. It, it, I mean, I think my family's already in there, but definitely like coworkers. Just like my page. Just get us over the hump. No, That's all we need. Uh, yeah, nothing more to say about that, but... I'm not going to stop talking about it until we get there. So if you guys want us to quit yammering about this Grease 2 Facebook challenge, just join our Facebook group. Then it'll be all over. That's it. That's all you got to do. Um, so how was everybody's Christmas? Um, I'll go first since mine is not a, it's not about me. It's about my two dumb kids. Um <laughs> Uh, Christmas was great. We had a good, I mean, so Christmas Day, we, you know, they woke up and opened their presents and it was very exciting. Um, I like weirdly don't really like Christmas Day that much because 
I like Christmas morning. I think that's fun. I really like Christmas Eve a lot better because it's like the excitement is still there, even though it's not like I'm getting presents. Christmas Day always seems like, and we usually do dinner like Mm -hmm. with on Christmas Eve. You know, we do like a kind of like a bigger thing on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day. I don't know why. I just always get kind of like bummed out by it. It's a lot of waiting around. It is. It is. And, yeah, you're just, like, trying to fill space. I mean, honestly, I took, like, a three-hour nap, which was great because I did have mimosas <laughs> and a Bloody Mary that morning. Nice. So, um, Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> I know. I made Dave take take the kids to Spies in Disguise, the, like, Will Ferrell turns into a pigeon or something cartoon. Oh, I haven't even heard of that. Fine. It's fine. Dave was like, it was fine. I, mean, it was, I think he might have taken a nap during it, but whatever. Um, and then... I actually had to go to work on the 26th and part of the 27th, but now I am, I know, it's just too, I mean, I shopped most of the time. I things <laughs> online. Um, <laughs> but I, um, I, now we drove up to Dallas uh, yesterday and my sisters are here with their kids. So it's like teen central around here. I have a 19 year old, two 16 year olds, a 15 year old, and then my nephew who's 23. 22 22 anyway so i'm like i'm like i'm like trying to be the cool aunt like can i hang with you guys <laughs> like are y'all going out <laughs> i can get you into a bar no but um <laughs> um anybody need beer <laughs> no beer. they yeah. did they did ask yesterday like hey can we have a little bit more wine because we were letting him have a little bit and i was like yeah it's no big deal i won't tell anybody um <laughs> anyway but it was um it's been really fun. I mean, we ha- I have a big family, and there's a lot of people here. But we're going to go see Little Women after this um, with all the ladies. The guys are supposed to play golf, but it's disgusting here. So they're going to go see Star Wars or a Star Wars or something. And then, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's cool. It was a good Christmas, low-key, but good. Aww. What does disgusting mean for Texas? It just women? is like raining outside. It, like, oh. I, it's not. Like, it's just as a, like a thunderstorm, which is kind of nice. But when you're like, we wanted all of the guys to get out and go play golf, like that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. So it just means right. that there's more people like milling about here. Uh, more bodies in the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get out of my way. <laughs> Between you and the appetizers. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, Christy, your Christmas was a little more low key, right? Yes. Um, really Jeremy... still going on. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, Jeremy um, came back. I think his whole, he landed at 12, but didn't get back here till three because the airport um, was not ready to accept that many tourists coming in. Like it was, he said it was insane. Um, So then that night we went out to dinner with friends that are also visiting Palm Springs and uh, drove around and looked at Christmas lights and that's it. And it was great. Cool. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like to drive around and look at Christmas lights, but I can't be the one driving. No, because it's like, ooh. Yeah, no. <laughs> I love Christmas. Five seconds. I love Christmas lights so much. And the people in my old neighborhood, like the rich people would pay way too much money for them. And But they're so beautiful. I'm like, look at that one. I'm still a kid <laughs> about it. And my kids are like, whatever. They like the stupid inflatables. And I'm like, no, the lights. Look at the lights. No, 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 no. Look at the lights. That's like minimum effort. Yes. Blow in the air. Kids kids don't know. Look, it's goofy with a Santa hat on. And I'm like, no, ignore it. (laughs) Although I do like really weird ones. So I've seen a couple weird ones. Like they had Buddy the Elf, which looks really weird because it actually looks, it's not cartoon. 
Yeah. So it's like an actual man. <laughs> mildly frightening. <laughs> but it also kind of looks like a punching bag. So I'm like, okay, that's, I'm back in on that. <laughs> so weird. I like to drive down Summit Avenue, which is the street that has all the fancy homes in St. Paul. It's where the governor's mansion is. It's one of those streets where they like bring in cranes mm-hmm. to decorate yep. all the houses. Yeah, nice. So yep. it's classy. I love it. Classy. It just, to me, it feels really weird to have um, palm trees oh, with Christmas uh-huh. yeah, lights. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm not used to. It's like a Corona ad. Remember when they used to have <laughs> so the, like, the ones yeah. where they would light up the tree or whatever? Yeah. It feels really weird, but it looks cool because I'm not used to it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you, my, people, my people left about an hour ago. It has been mm, in the mid to upper 30s for the past Ooh. week here, which is warm. I was going to say, that's for Minnesota. bad. And then this morning we woke up and it's freezing rain mm. and everything oh. is coated in a layer of ice. And the radio is saying, if you don't have to drive, don't. If you're going to the airport, check your flight status and expect a slow drive. So they left three hours early Dang. for the flight. And hopefully everything's going to go well. I told them, let me know yeah. if you need to come back here for another no, night. Yeah. But. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be fine because I'm sure they're ready to get back to their own beds yeah. and the two-year-old back to his own space. His schedule and yeah. stuff. Yep. But I got to, they came in on Christmas Eve and so I've had them here for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So four days at my house with uh, the most precious little boy. Yeah, he is. Ever. <laughs> to die for. Yeah. And he's really so good natured it's pretty incredible i think it's a combination of just being a good natured kid and having parents who are incredibly patient and loving i'm like how do you guys keep this up all the time <laughs> you never get irritated or lose your temper I mean, or anything god bless them because i've screamed at my kids like 12 times today basically yeah <laughs> Well, he is a precious only for the time being, mm-hmm. so that may change in a few months' time. But um, he likes staying at my house because I have stairs. The last time he was here, he learned how to go up and down the stairs. And uh, this time, we have uh, invented a new game called Boofing, <laughs> oh. which is not as weird as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're at the top of the stairs, you have to sit down on your butt. We're going on our butts. Down on our butts. <laughs> and then as we go down from stair to stair, we go boof, boof, boof. I like and it. we race and we laugh and laugh and mm-hmm. laugh. And let me tell you what, after a few rounds of that, I don't know that I'll ever get my underwear out of my butt. <laughs> yes, no, you won't. It's okay. You have a broken tailbone. And <laughs> but boy, does it make him happy. Oh. So See, Make sure you can good. add a sleeping bag to it um, oh my god Just Ooh, that's slide. a good idea <laughs> <laughs> the problem is there's a 180 degree turn in the stairs <laughs> so by the time you work up some good speed you're on the landing <laughs> crash into the wall <laughs> one time um dave was sleeping i was maybe at the gym or something but the kids are old enough to like be on their own. I mean, we're not like Hawkeye watching them. But I came home and they had gotten like the lid off of like a like a big lid off of like a Tupperware kind of thing, you know, but like a big one. And they were at the top of our stairs. And I was like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're going to write that down the stairs. And I'm like, Dave, 
You need to wake up. <laughs> you need to wake up. Oh, left to their own devices. They're fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have to keep them alive. I know. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, uh, so it was great over here. We sang a lot of Christmas carols. Oh we sang gosh. a lot of Itsy Bitsy Spider. Mm. Mm. We sang a lot of the hello song. We go to music class with Miss Alana. I have no idea who Miss <laughs> Alana is, but she teaches a lot of fun songs that we sing a lot. So very cute. Um, yes. And tell that story about him going to bed. That's so adorable. Oh, um, two nights ago, um, I think the previous nights he had just been so zonked out that he went to bed without a peep. But then the third night, he was a little bit fussy, a little overtired, yeah. but you know, it hadn't been a busy enough day that he just conked out. And so he was having a hard time going down to sleep at night. And there was a little bit of crying, mommy, daddy. And they went in once. And then the second time there was a little crying, mommy, mommy. Aww. And then after a while we heard jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> and he was singing jingle bells to himself so cute in the pack and play in the bedroom and then he fell asleep <laughs> sweet baby he does the good jingle bells and a good rudolph the red-nosed reindeer <laughs> and he knows all the words to rudolph i mean yes he, the- he makes an attempt <laughs> at all the words <laughs> you just have to have those sort of like you know, that's exactly. I had a very shiny nose. Is pretty clear. Yes. Oh, baby. Yeah, it's, it's a rough have, life. Have I told you guys about how my dad um, has this tradition of calling us on Christmas Eve and reading till the night before Christmas? Um, he does it every year. My sister and I. That's really cute. This year he was so drunk. It was so <laughs> funny because he. Had, gone to like a happy hour at his friend's house and he came running in because he was gone and we were at home and he's like i forgot to do the story and like (laughs) so he calls my sister and he like can't keep the rhythm of the you know because it's like a poem or something right he can't Mm -hmm. keep the rhythm of it he's stumbling over the words because it's like a really weird you know, song or story or whatever. Um, it was so funny. We were dying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, boomers. <laughs> and at one point, he, we were all laughing, and he was, like, crying, and he's like, you guys stop. I can't finish it. <laughs> Tradition. Yep. <laughs> well, let's dig into the mailbag. Yes. Here. Yes. Um. We do not have any throw your phones or anything this week because we have been in transition. <laughs> yes. We had a few hiccups as Jeremy has been converting us over to, you know, a different publishing site and uh, that stuff never goes quite as planned. So temporarily we um, were down uh, for throw your phone if anybody was trying to contact us that way, but it is back up and running. Yes. If the 14 test emails from Jeremy <laughs> I received in the middle of the night are any indication. <laughs> I know. I was like, why do I have so many emails? Are all the like spam coming through? And then I look and it's like testing, testing, one, two, three, Jeremy Holmes. <laughs> That's a week worth of testing because it would take he would do something and it would take 24 hours for it to fix. Oh, my gosh. And when it wasn't ready, he'd have to do it again. Uh, Yeah. Do something else. Yeah. I hear you. 
But um, new spiffy technology. Thank you very much, Jeremy, yeah. for taking care of all of that. I know it's a pain in the ass, and uh, I am happy to take on a lot of a lot of tasks. But the tech management is not no. one of those. <laughs> no, thank you. So we are very grateful for that. And now, everybody, please get back into it. Send us those. Throw your phones, yep. please. Please. Question of the week. Last week was what's your favorite app, <laughs> both on your phone and in your belly. <laughs> I was listening to this walking around the track at the gym, and I was like, oh, my God, I miss my friends oh. so much right now. Oh. I want to be at Hillary's house yes. eating queso yes. out yes. of the crock pot. Oh, it's the best. With everybody. It's the best. I want to get together and have an app party where that's all we have is different mm. appetizers. Yep. Amazing. Yep. It's a perfect party. Yep. So um, we got some thoughts from the listeners on <laughs> Facebook about that. As usual, I wanted to list every single one of them, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, Tierre says, app, I feel embarrassed if anyone sees me <laughs> playing a slots app, but I like the gambling without losing any money. <laughs> My mom plays that app, Tierre. She loves it. She's like, I, won't, I can tell she's not listening to me. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm playing my game. Okay. <laughs> and for her appetizer, Tia said, bacon wrapped stuffed jalapenos. It's many pieces of greasy bacon and many spoonfuls of cream cheese with some peppers holding them together. And I can easily eat eight to ten. Oh, so good. I don't. I feel like I could easily do more than eight to ten. Um, that. That night, that the, the day we recorded, that night I went to a party where it was kind of like a BY, you know, it was a potluck situation. And I did bring queso and they had stuffed jalapenos, bacon stuffed jalapenos, and it was so good. And I really, I think I ate three like really quickly, just kind of like poop popped in my mouth. And I noticed mm-hmm. that there weren't that many. And I was like, I gotta walk away because I'm gonna like finish yeah. the plate. And <laughs> there are 30 people at this party. I'm just sitting there, just like putting it in my mouth. Or. You need to come back. Uh, All of get, them. Get the plant. Push the plant along. Or you're behind the plant. And then you reach through the leaves. Oh, I like more. this. Do you just carry like a potted plant with you to oh, do don't that? Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> or you have your kids go get them for you. Hey, get, mm-hmm. mom, hey, get mommy one of those. Though they get too easily distracted because then they're like eating. I'm like, where'd you go? And they're eating something else like yeah. on the other side of the room. Also, then their nasty little hands yeah, touch disgusting. your food. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question about these, though, because I don't think I've ever had bacon wrapped stuff. Jalapenos. Do they mess with your digestion? I mean, I you eat eight to ten. It's a lot pro- of stuff going on. I, pro- I mean, probably if you ate eight to ten. I would say that I have a hearty constitution as far as that goes generally. And it's been fine. I mean, it's it's fine. Like it doesn't destroy me too badly. I mean, I guess if that's not the only yes. thing. Yeah, I mean, I was consuming eating. a lot of other stuff. I mean, that, the other stuff, the other like liquid stuff that I was consuming probably messed with my digestion more than yeah, more. anything <laughs> else. Oh, my God. You just completely wreck yourself and then you don't know what to <laughs> Why, what Where to is it coming from? from? Yeah. <laughs> well, gosh, I don't know what I should cut out next time, so I better just eat all the same stuff. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Heather says, food, puff pastry wrapped brie. Mm. Mm, the guilty pleasure is not the type of app. It's the quantity of this app that I would prefer to eat if I knew no one was watching. <laughs> <laughs> 
And for the app Sudoku, and same as the food, it's not so much what it is, but the quantity. Just checked, and I've played about 3,000 games. Girl, Heather, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like a good game of Sudoku. Me too. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, Bet said app TikTok is so dumb and weird, but I get stuck just scrolling and following dumb shit. I've never been on TikTok. Um, Hillary, I assume you are. No, okay, it's quite familiar. I have downloaded it, but I have not like dug in because I just I can't, I feel too old. So I asked my cool teen nieces about TikTok. They were like, "It's so stupid," but like we love it. But it's stupid. I mean, kind of how Bet is saying. But Dave is like, "I'm 100 percent convinced that it's like a Russian scam to like infiltrate uh, you know once again because mm-hmm. uh, I think mm-hmm. it's a Russian company and it's like whatever. So um, you know, it's sort of evil. I think, but it's sort of it's fun to watch. And my nieces. Like we'll do. There's some dance. Like there's a dance that they do. There's a dance. Well, yeah. and you know what's funny? Okay, so this is like going back into the old days of LRB, way back in the day on TBTL when they did the um, when they did the hitchhiking thing, um, you know, and they got picked up by Cassidy. I still follow her on Instagram, <laughs> and she'll do these like TikTok dances, and it's like how I know like like what the cool teens are doing. They all know this dance, and they can all do it. So synchronized, and I don't understand. Are they all good dancers, or they just they've been practicing so much? I don't know. Probably practicing. Yeah. What's funny is I saw a. This is like the cool things of the year, like those wrap up shows that I love so much, but they're so dumb. And I saw like a thing about TikTok and then doing the dance, and I was like, "El, teach me the TikTok dance." And she goes, "I don't know what you're talking about." And so I do a couple of the like main moves from it. And she goes, "Oh, you mean the." And then whatever song is supposed to go with it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, teach me. And she goes, no. <laughs> what? Why? And so now I just pretend that I know what it is. Because if you do like a couple moves, people know. It's like how I don't know the electric slide, but I just do a couple yeah, of the like moves. I'm like, oh, out. yeah, yeah. You mean this one? Or like the Dougie. I like pretend. You, you just need to know like three moves and then you're cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then right, you're guys? cool. Right. You're, you're cool. You're cool. It's your, we're faking our way into coolness. Yeah. Is that what it is? Um, continuing on, Saul says, boxed mac and cheese. And here's the twist. Store brand generic mac and cheese. Wow. Don't give me craft. What? Uh, what? I had to read what? that. I had to read that like three times. Like I was like, wait, what? Did I miss something? I always thought it was between craft Velveeta. Yeah. Velveeta shells and cheese or whatever. I didn't understand that <laughs> there was this whole third category <laughs> of generic. Do you know what's really weird? Do you know in Canada they call it craft dinner? That is weird. Oh. Because that's technically what it says on the box. Hmm. I mean, what but are the odds that there's real cheese, cheese in there? They don't know. You have to say craft dinner. <laughs> Interesting. Canadians are weird. <laughs> <laughs> there, truly. Is that the show title? <laughs> Canadians <Yep>. are weird. <laughs> uh, Kate says appetizer pretzels dipped into any kind of cheese. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks Stadium has a melted gouda that I would kill for, but I will eat the not even real cheese that you get at the movies slash Seven Eleven as long as I can dip some salted dough in it. I think that's reasonable. Agreed. Yeah, I mean. It's a different experience, but it works. 
Uh, Will says, is Woodford an appetizer? No, you alcoholic. It is not an appetizer. <laughs> That's a like, wait, we whiskey? let him fly planes. <laughs> is that a whiskey or a scotch or something? I, uh, what is Woodford? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't go for, I don't drink. I don't go for the, the brown uh, liquors. It's old a whiskey. Drinks. Yeah. yeah, it's old man drinks. Yes, <laughs> totally old. I've told Kate before that she drinks like an old man. Like anything like in a short glass with <laughs> on the rocks like i'm not into it <laughs> but yeah hopefully that's not his pilot meal or whatever like the crew lunch <laughs> it's like the 50s or something they're like it's no big deal they bit the planes yeah. ba- basically fly themselves at this point <laughs> <laughs> uh linda says app jigsaw because apparently i really am an old lady (laughs) no linda i have seen those commercials for the jigsaw apps and i'm like should i I, that seems sort of fun yeah i fully agree (laughs) yeah and appetizers the little smokies and barbecue sauce straight from the crock pot the ones that you spear with the toothpick i think the toothpick is essential for that and then i'm always like do you use another to- like I feel wasteful using so many toothpicks? Oh, but, because you've been like, well, just don't touch the toothpick with your teeth. Yeah, when you're just pulling the little smoky off, <laughs> little smoky uh, strategies, <laughs> eating strategies. <laughs> and finally, from Susan, I thought that you would appreciate this one, Hillary. Mm. Queso and chips. Is that an app? Or a meal. Could be both. <laughs> or dessert. Other than that, give me some stuffed mushrooms. Phone app cross-stitch world because I'm super cool and too lazy for real life crafts. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> to be honest, the only part I feel guilty about actually making a meal of chips and queso more than twice. Um, I, I'm kind of interested in this cross-stitch app because I feel the same way. I'm not crafty at all. I don't like... I'm just not crafty. It's not my thing. And it t- makes too much of a mess. And there's too much like accoutrement that you have to get. But on an app, that sounds kind of appealing to me. And yes, I queso's did, bomb. I did. Yeah, I did cross-stitch. Re- I'm real cross-stitch. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a long time. Um, and it's pretty fun. But then the fun is in the actual of the stitching part. Then I would get to the end and be like, well, what do I do with this? I'm not like framing it or whatever. <laughs> I don't a care. Pillow. Right. <laughs> I have no practical use other than to have something to do with my hands while I watch TV yes. for too long. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Um, there were about, I don't know, 40 more comments on the Facebook page. So just another reason to join our Facebook group and share with us your responses to the question of the day because they are super fun and i read them and i'm like oh right yeah yes yeah. i do love fried pickles Ugh, fried and pickles did you so do fun. yours uh i thought about it but here's the really sad thing is that we were never allowed to have appetizers growing up it just wasn't a thing that we ever did and then when i became an adult i was already concerned about my weight and so i would never eat it so I have no problem with a mozzarella stick or a potato skin or what a puff pastry wrap brie or a cheese curd or any of these things that anybody listed as I don't have like something that I gravitate to something that Mm. I'm like, Ooh, yes, I have to have that. I don't have a favorite, I guess is what I'm saying. Diet Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, food, (laughs) whatever floats your boat. 
What about app, app, phone app? Mm, well, I wouldn't admit it, except everybody else <laughs> already admitted their dumb game thing that they play. And uh, the thing that I really like is called Happy Color, which is like a paint by number. I think I've seen that advertised thing. and it seems very satisfying to me. It is very satisfying. That are some, there are some that are really simple that you can do in five minutes. And there are some that are really complicated that take like 45 minutes to do. So it's just you have a color palette and each you know color has a number. And then they have the picture with the numbers. And then you touch the color and touch the number. And there it goes. Uh, and now you have a picture of a beautiful flower. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one called? Color? Happy color. Happy color. Happy color. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm writing these down. I, I do it a lot if I'm just listening to podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I love listening to podcasts because it's like, you know, not a visual medium. So you can mm-hmm. do so many other things, whether it be like cooking or something or just like milling around on your phone. That's why I like it. Like, I haven't been watching as much TV, I feel like, lately because I just – I'm always doing something else. And listening to podcasts is just like an easier way for me to do two things at once. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <sighs> we all have to be multitasking all the all time, the time. Now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And if I'm watching TV, then I'm, like, two-screening it, which is so annoying to Dave because he's, like – older than I am and he's like just watch the television show I'm like but I'm also on Facebook or Twitter or whatever (laughs) I think I don't read books nearly as much as I used to and I think it's because you can't multitask unless you do audiobooks which up to this point I haven't so I think maybe that's my new year's resolution is to get back into reading more books or I have like four books that I'm reading and that I've lost interest in which never used to happen to me I know I I don't know if that's a um a result of our rapidly fracturing attention spans I do feel it like this new I'm reading I'm reading a book now and I can feel the pull of my phone like I'm like like I I read a book while I was here and it just felt weird it was the first time I've read an actual book I listen to audiobooks all the time but it was very very weird in, an, in like a real book, not even on my Kindle. <laughs> a because, real book? Yeah, because I've wanted to read this book and it was $9 to have Amazon ship it to me next day, but it was $25 to get on the Kindle. You're like, fuck that. No yeah. way. So, and since I'm in Boomer Ranch, I might as well do it as, as I do. And now I'm passing exactly. it on. <laughs> what book was it? Um, Where the Crawdads Sing? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard. I haven't read it, mm-hmm. but I've heard it. Heard of it. Well, let's move on to this week's question of the week. This is something that came after um, after episode two of our show mm-hmm. when Phyllis and I had a little chat about friends. And I answered a few questions about friends, which are really more my opinion than actual factual questions. But mm-hmm. Carolyn posted something really interesting on the Facebook group. And she said, I just don't like friends. And I've never been able to get into it. Yep. And she was like, maybe this is something that will get me kicked out. And I was like, no, 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 no. We get to like whatever we get to like. And even if it's a a big dislike of something that everybody else seems to love, that's totally valid. And that just made me want to talk about that uh, topic. So the question is, what book or movie or pop culture, whatever, that everybody else loves, do you hate? 
Christy, let's start with oh you. Oh my God. This was so let's hard. Let's do this. Because I love so many things. Yeah. And especially pop culture. Oh. Um, so there's things that I pretend that I like or that I'm like, cool, yeah, I get it. Same as the dance. Um, but I don't really like it or I've never even seen it. So there's things like that. Uh huh. I guess hate would be the thing that stands out. And I hopefully I'm not taking Hillary's was Game of Thrones. Because everyone at my work was obsessed. Like my boss had the theme song as his ringtone. So that was awesome because it went off all the time. And I would just be like, huh, yeah. But it's just like a bunch of people walking and it's always cold and the dark. The story mm-hmm. is like everyone looks the same. Like it's a bunch of white people speaking in like accents, but aren't they from the same place and like all different kind of accents? So I I hate watched it a couple times and then I'm like, no, you know what? I just can't have all this like murder and rape and like incest mm-hmm. like yeah. it's just why do I need yes. that in my life well that's the thing is one time I like this was in the first or second season or something and I walked into our living room and Dave was watching it because he loves it or loves his strong but he liked it at least in the beginning and it was literally I'm sorry children do not listen to this because it's bad it was mm-hmm. literally like another lady like fisting another lady and I'm like what is happening <laughs> what is this what is this right. and I'm like and I'm not a prude, but I, I don't really need to see this on Sunday night. On the Lord's yeah. Day. Um, yeah, prime time Sundays. <laughs> like, what? Uh, yeah. And it, it there was just a lot of violence towards women and violence just in general. But it's like, I don't need to see another person getting raped. Like, I just, I'm not, I don't need to see it. It's enough in our news and stuff right. that I don't mm-hmm. need to see it on, a, on entertainment. Yep, I agree. Especially with those period pieces, all I can think about is people smelled so bad. Like, why are you kissing? You haven't brushed your teeth ever. Like, (laughs) I don't know that kissing was really even a thing back then. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't because why? Like, that's so gross. Um, And I know we're supposed to think like, Jon Snow is so No, I do not so think cute. he was cute. He was like greasy yes. and his hair was yeah. all stringy. Yeah. Like, no. No. I, no, no, no. I didn't think any of them were super hot until I watched Bodyguard. Oh, with, yeah. Uh, the guy who played Rob he's Stark. Cute. And I was like, oh my God, he's so he's hot. He's really cute. And I think he might be gay, like in real life or bi or something. So uh, I think he's exploring his sexuality. <laughs> so it like makes me like him a little bit more. Um, but yeah, he was in a, a Netflix movie that I liked. Um, and it made me enjoy him. I didn't even, I mean, I didn't watch him. He is very cute. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but he wasn't cute in Game of no, Thrones. No, so. no one is. To Christy's point. Yeah. <laughs> They're greasy no and smelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I really tried with Game of Thrones because I do like fantasy. I always have. I read a lot of fantasy growing up and I tried to read the books. I think I tried to read the first book when it first came out, like 20 years ago, and I think I got to like page 50, and I was like, oh my god, I just, I can't, I'm so bored. And then when I heard they were going to make a series of it, I thought, well, maybe I'll try that again. I have the book, so So I, I made it through that, and then I think I read three of the books, and then early in the fourth one, I was like, ugh. No, and that's pretty much the way that the series went for me, too. I, I mean, I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I was like, yeah, sure, I want to watch it. But 
not right now. No. <laughs> not right now. I don't want to watch it right now. I and I kept pushing. saying that for months. And eventually I was like, well, maybe I have to read the writing on the wall. <laughs> and here. But I mean, I thought it was a really interesting idea because a lot of fantasy stories are all very like Camelot and uh, like you know, a chivalry and a courtly love and don't address what you're saying, Christy, but they were all actually really smelly and yeah. gross and probably their teeth fell out by the time they were <laughs> like 28 or whatever yeah. from rot. And so I thought George R. R. Martin had a really like interesting idea to try to show a little bit more realistic view of what life would actually have been like yeah. mm-hmm. and how women weren't all highborn ladies uh that some of them had really terrible situations and even the highborn ladies ha- their life sucked yeah. Yeah. for a character like Cersei who definitely like wanted power and thought she was smart and wanted to play the game and was sidelined her whole life because she was a woman i thought that was interesting and the you know the rape was to show the things that Worth. the women had to legitimately deal with yeah. as a part of their lives. But then the TV show, after a while, it started being uh, nudity and violence and rape yeah. for the, the sake. sake of having it, yeah. for being titillating yes. and shocking, yeah. rather than to, you know, tell the story and make a point. Yep. Yep. And I was like, ugh. No, thank you. My brother-in-law, like years before, said, you have to read these Game of Thrones before like any of this. I'm like, I'll get the book. And this was before like audiobooks. It was book on tape. Mm, I went to the library. It was 27 (laughs) discs. And I was like, I'm out. Like, I didn't even. Yeah. I checked it out counted it and then <laughs> returned it back to the library <laughs> you know what i listened to on a literal tape i remember i listened to this is like gonna date me i listened to the da vinci code on like actual oh, tape nice. and i had to like flip like turn over yeah i still had to take tape, tape yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh those are the days oh the odds i think the only audiobook i've ever listened to is book on cd was i have most of the harry potter yep series Mm -hmm. and that's Jim Dale really really good I spent a lot of commutes listening to Harry Potter and Jim Dale is just amazing you were right he like should win an Oscar for his reading he's so good he's so good he won Grammys Grammys for like every one of them I mean he is amazing it was crazy it's like you know you get to where you're going and so you turn off the car and you go in and, and you come back out two hours later and turn it back on and it's right in the middle of something and you know exactly which yes, character yes, he is exactly just by the tone of his voice yep. it's incredible no, he's he's amazing he's amazing so that's an endorsement <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> something we like actually probably for turning into a positive <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the other thing about uh, Game of Thrones that I meant to say is that um, when we used to listen to them talk about it on TBTL, Luke always would say that it was the the fantasy elements were the parts that he didn't like, and what mm-hmm. he really liked was the sort of the politics, the court politics and stuff. And I just there's enough of that shit in the real yeah. world. Yeah. I don't yeah. want it in my I escapism. I, I just don't need to hear any more of. The bad people doing bad mm. things and then winning, yep. which is what a lot of Game of Thrones like is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So no, thank you yeah. to that. Seriously. Did I steal both of yours? 
No. no. Okay. <laughs> Good. Hillary, did you have another one? Yeah. I mean, this is like this one is like not necessarily something I I hate because I just like I have put myself into a box of like not caring about it and it's something that's so popular. For whatever reason, anything Quentin Tarantino has done just like passed me by and I consider myself like uh, somebody that's interested in film and wants to be well-rounded and see movies that maybe I not might not necessarily be interested in. I don't care about him. Like I don't, and I really mm-hmm. like the Manson stuff. I think the aesthetics look really cool. I really don't like a lot of violence. Just as, I mean, obviously, because I don't like Game of Thro- Game of Thrones. But I just, for some reason, I didn't see Pulp Fiction. That's the thing about me. I've never seen Pulp Fiction, and it's like I know that I should. Like I know that I should because it's a mm-hmm. very important movie as far as like changing the game a little bit. I just like don't care. I just don't care, and I, he, he annoys me. His whole thing annoys me. Um, his underbite annoys me. I like everything about him <laughs> irritates me. Um, so I, I just sort of have my head in the sand a little bit about him. And like, I like the act. I like that he uses Brad Pitt probably how he should be in the um more of a character actor way. I think that's cool. But um, I, I just don't care about him. I just don't care about any of his movies. I think he's another one of those um <clears throat> auteurs who doesn't really see women as people yes yep. yeah yes despite like, making whole movies with mostly women characters and women as badasses but they really seem to me to be more props yep. yeah like yeah i mean you know still, they're his barbies yes yeah like uh, like the kill bill mm-hmm. like uma mm-hmm. thurman is this like badass lady but she still gets it's totally raped. And yeah. It's a male fantasy. Yes. That yeah. whole it totally thing. fetishizes all of like these ba- quote unquote badasses into this like mm-hmm. yeah this fantasy for men. And his weird foot fetish is <laughs> so apparent and so weird, and also just that he feels like he has to put the n word in every single yeah. one of his movies yeah. multiple times. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so tired. You're not edgy. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. I know. But I was like super fan like pulp fiction like reservoir dogs and and everybody "Mm." everybody that i and we just were at the right age like i think i was Mm -hmm. a sophomore and um in high school and it was put up against like forrest gump which is you know the antithesis robert zemeckis is like you know (laughs) kind of corny wholesome um movie even though now i think Forrest Gump is like kind of a deplorable movie, but I think I saw it four times in the movie theater when it mm-hmm. came out because it was like that's just what you did. Um, and then, but Pulp Fiction came out around the same time, and I don't know why all my friends were super into it. They must have gone to see it, and I just like didn't go, or I don't, I don't know, or I wasn't allowed to, or something. Um, and I just passed me by. Yeah, I I've seen parts of Pulp Fiction, but I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing all the way through. Yeah, and I'm like aware <laughs> of the things. Like I understand what a royale cheese yeah. is. Like I, I, I mm-hmm. get it. But yeah, I mean, I have a very specific memory of being in college and being in the balcony of the auditorium at the film society where they were playing it and seeing the adrenaline needle scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know I've been to a screening of Pulp Fiction, but I have mm-hmm. absolutely no idea what happens what in the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I just. Exactly. Like, I, I have co- cobbled together what has happened. And maybe if I saw yeah. it, it I would, like, be blown away. The problem is now is, like, there's been so many it- copycats or iterations that are 
similar, yeah, but fine. It, yeah, <laughs> like it's fine. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like me with the TikTok. Just go, oh yeah, Laura, <laughs> that's pretty much what I've done. <laughs> Except I'm exposing yeah. myself. But uh, yeah, my whole life I've been in like film classes, and it's like, oh yeah, it's great. The only good thing is he is really good at picking music. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if it's even him. Like he probably has a music producer, but those soundtracks yeah. from the movies are pretty great. I do. I remember the Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. soundtrack, and, th- and I think I had good. it. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think it's I think it's cool that there are still a very few auteurs yes out there yeah. when the when movies are so expensive and such a huge risk mm-hmm. these days mm-hmm. that it all seems to be getting homogenized. Yeah. By focus group after focus group after conference call of executives and whatever. I think it's good that there's still somebody that has such a distinct style and a distinct vision. Mm -hmm. I just don't really like what his vision is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, I was talking about that with a guy that I work with who I don't really like very much. Um, He was talking. He's like a you know middle-aged white dude and he's like i don't i just don't feel like they make funny movies anymore they don't make funny movies anymore <laughs> yeah. and i was like well i mean you know movies were generally probably made for you for the last you know 100 years um mm-hmm. exactly to your preferences so now it's a little bit different but also like you said ann comedy and and like weirder movies do, do, like it doesn't really translate to china or russia you know it like it's really hard to export and that's why the Marvel movies do so well and make a billion dollars because action right. is exportable. Everybody understands it. It's not good. It's not a great thing, but it's kind of the reason why that, you know, they are, they either now make very, very, very tiny movies um, or huge movies. And there's like not, you know, right. the middle is kind of dropped out, which Quentin Tarantino is kind of floating on the fact that he's had a good history um, as far as making money and also winning Oscars um, for his, uh, cast members so he can still work in that middle range but most people can't yeah he's got the cachet yes. and the younger directors don't really have a lot of opportunity to even build that yeah. cachet at yeah. this point like chicken or the egg well and even his stuff translates because you can sit through the two-hour hollywood once upon a time thing and then you get this half an hour of extreme gory violence mm. and then that place right yeah to any yeah. audience. Yeah. I went and saw that movie because, you know, I'm trying to see all the Oscar yeah. movies. And it was good. It was good. And then the gore was so much. And I'm like, why am I surprised by this? Like, yeah, I've seen every one of those movies. <laughs> and I'm still surprised. And I was still grossed out. And it would have been such a better movie without that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, That's my take. Speaking of super violent movies, this is just an aside. My mom walked out of uncut gems i don't think my mom's ever walked i mean she maybe walked out of two other movies in her whole life and she was like this i cannot with this and she said that it was it's very frenetic i think and very extremely um Mm. violent but like and she said the language is gross now this is coming from my mother who is not like you know she raised me so it's not like she has this pristine (laughs) mouth but i think there's anyway she did not like it but i've heard mixed things some people love it and at some people feel like they're like on cocaine when they're watching it. Like it's it's a lot of That's action. That's how I felt like on the just on the trailer. Yes, but like, I'm uh, excited to see it. Yeah, yeah, you got to report back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, please. All right. Um, I'm I'm ready to do my yes, one. I'm yes. gonna take a deep breath. I hate Sex in the City. Oh, I hate it. Mm-hmm. I think that that is fine. 
I'm glad you're I tried. That one. No. I watched at least all of the first season because I rented the discs from DVDs. Blockbuster. <laughs> and I watched it and I'm like, why would you want to be friends with any of these women? They're awful. Especially They're Carrie. so shallow. Especially Carrie. And they each have their one thing that they care about. Like Samantha cares about sex and Charlotte cares about status. Yep. And Carrie cares about shoes. I, I don't shoes. know. Love with a big L. Or shoes. And Miranda cares about whatever Miranda cares about. I don't know. She's the only good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> True. And I just... Like, that's not my life, and none of it is any of my life. I mean, I, I guess it's good life. to have a show that is about female friendships, but it's not any friendship that I've ever experienced. And it makes me sad that a generation of women maybe was raised thinking that that's how women were supposed to be, caring about shoes and clothes and apple teenies and getting a man. Mm -hmm. And it makes me even more sad that a generation of men grew up thinking that was that's what women want. Yeah. Which is not the case for me, that's for sure. And I, I think, uh, like we were saying about uh, Quentin Tarantino and his w women as Barbies, this is uh, Darren Star. Yeah. Was that yeah. his name? Darren Star and his. That's a gay man's yeah. version yeah. of what mm -hmm. women should be, and it makes me crazy. Um, I totally see that. Um, and I've been thinking about episodes of Sex and the City that, because I was a really big fan of it, like a really, really big fan of it. And but like I've been reflecting back on um, some episodes, and I'm like, there's one where Samantha dates like a black guy, and it is so like it is so cringeworthy when you like maybe in 2000 when it came out, it was like fine for a white Edgy. person <laughs> um but now when you think about it, you're like, I want to die. Like that is like Jenny Bix or whoever wrote that is. Like they think they're being edgy and like cool and um, you know open to new experiences, but it's like so embarrassing. <clears throat> um, and I think that's the the only thing by the end. Like when I reflect back on it, the like one thing that I ended up liking about it was that they were like by the very end, like they, with the exception of Carrie, because she always sucked. Um, they'd kind of dropped some of their like bullshit and they were really like just friends or whatever. But yeah, like for the most part, they all just like did play a stereotype. Mm -hmm. I guess I didn't make it no, far no, enough no, to where there was any character <laughs> development. <laughs> but the movies were just oh. like an exercise in, in like clothes. The movies, right? The movies are so, I mean, the first one's fine. Um, there's some like, decent scenes but it's it's like pretty much just about like clothes and stuff but the second one is abhorrent like it's i mean it's listen gross I, it's so gross and i think that's kind of actually how lindy west like really got her career started i mean she'd been writing forever but that's like how she got national attention was writing the review of sex in the city too i remember where i was when i read the review i hadn't even seen the movie and i like looking at and it was hysterical because it's just like these women are assholes and you know, like Darren Star is an ass. Like it's so, it's so like has its head in the sand about everything. Like everything people liked about the movie. I'm sorry about the show. Like they didn't convert it into this movie. It was just really about like money. Mm. Now, now I, I need to I read mean, her I, thing. It's so good. I will link okay. it. It's so good. The thing is that I'll like, it, like when it first came out, um, I don't think that there had been a movie or a TV show about single women 
who are in their 30s. Like, I remember when she said she was 31, and I was like 19 or something when it came out. I remember thinking, ooh, she's old. Like, I, I remember <laughs> thinking, which is like, <laughs> um, I remember thinking that she was old. But like, now I'm like, oh, wow, that was like kind of cool. I mean, now I don't think it would be as weird. But at the time, 31 seemed like very old to be single without children. I think that that's really cool. And that was sort of revolutionary. Now, similarly to like some earlier shows or whatever, where you're like, oh, okay, like I see, like, I'm not saying this is a good show, but like Allie McBeal or something, it's like, oh, the woman is the protagonist in this. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's so hard because it's like, it's cool to see women, women reflected in like a single state. They're not just fully dependent on a man, but at the same time, like the whole point, it does not passing the um, Bechdel test at all, you know, at all. Cause most of the time they are talking about men. Yeah. Anyway, it's complicated. Like it shows friendships, yes. But if you think back, and and at the time you're like empowered, it's all yeah. women, yes. But all they ever talked about was men yeah. and sex yeah. and not having men and not having sex, yeah. Or like mm-hmm. yeah, dressing up for men, like yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually it was funny enough. I was listening to Bridget's been obsessed with that song that Luke used to be obsessed with, the French, um, you know, um. Uh, it's like a French rap song and that was the last song or one of the last songs in the finale of Sex and the City so I was like I was actually thinking about Sex and the City and I remember being really mad about the finale spoiler alert she and Big get together sorry guys it's been out for like 15 years Um, and I remember being so mad that that was the finale I was like really like that it's like to me the show was based on friendship not on her like being with him yep and there was a part where they tell him to like, go, like go get our girl, and like, and when she like walks back in, and they all scream and hug e- each other when she comes back to New York, like that it was great, and I sort of tear up at that. But the fact that like the whole finale is her being with him, I was like, well, that wasn't the point. Like that wasn't the point of right. the show, but I guess it was. So I don't know. I guess it was. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think it's good, and I think it's a good thing to revisit and. The consumerism is gross, is so gross, and it really shows, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, dot-com, like, like 9-11 hasn't happened yet. (laughs) We're basically in, uh, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, I think it's... I I guess it is a different world now than it was then. It is, and actually, once once that happens, once... Because the opening of the show used to have the Twin Towers. Like, so they had to go Mm -hmm. through and edit that out. And they do do an episode that's, like, loosely... It's not about 9-11. It's not like they're, like, running from the towers or anything. But it's, like, they're talking about New York and how much they love New York and blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, Fleet Week and all that kind of stuff. That's the scene I ruined. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was the time when the and the city got an yes. actual yeah. show yeah um and it i feel like i did sort of change a little bit after that but not necessarily always for the better um it, i don't know and it's it's that it's a good one and because it's like i've been thinking about it randomly like a fair amount well everybody <laughs> share the things that yes. you hate hate. the rest of us love we'll post the question in the facebook group (laughs) this should be interesting (laughs) are we gonna get a fan of being forced to forced to reassess 
<laughs> things and be honest about them. Yeah. And not just be like, yeah, it's totally cool. I like that. It's so cool. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't think of like what I hated. And so I was like, Jeremy, what are the things I hate? And he just started like listing off all the stuff. And I was like, okay, this isn't Christy's <laughs> like, a big dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you hate that and you hate that <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. oh well speaking of big dicks <laughs> let's go into a little bit of medium talk i wish i could be your title speaking of big dicks <laughs> uh something came across my facebook uh, feed the other day that uh i read and made me angry and made me delighted at the same time i think we should all uh get our feminist hats on not that we haven't already had our feminist hats on talking about quentin tarantino and game of thrones and <laughs> sex and city but uh this was an article um let's see it was from citypages.com which is a website for the twin cities this is a story from my way And um, the headline is Columnist Leaves Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine Over Issue Featuring Garrison Keillor. This is where I'm actually sad. I mean, actually, for once, I'm sad that Mike's not with us. Yeah. Because (laughs) nobody hates Garrison Keillor more than Mike does. (laughs) But Nora McInerney might come in second to yeah. Mike and those of us who have listened to TBTL recently will know Nora because she's a good friend of the show and has been a guest many times. She is an author and a podcaster and she hosts the very popular Terrible Thanks for Asking podcast about grief and loss and moving on and coping through grief. She was a, a what did she call herself? Like a young hot widow or something. <laughs> she lost her husband to cancer like really early. Yeah. Uh, And she was one of the people who took a stand when the Me Too movement came for Garrison Keillor. And um, now, let's see, let's see, let me read some of this. You might know Nora McInerney for her books on the messiness, humor, and societal expectations surrounding loss. You might know her for her extremely popular podcast, Terrible Things for Asking. Or you might know her for her nonprofit, Still Kickin', which provides financial support for awesome people going through awful things. But one place you won't see her byline anymore is Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, where she was until very recently a columnist. On Monday, McInerney took to Twitter to announce she'd no longer be working with the Twin Cities Lifestyle magazine. The reason, she said, was because of its January 2020 cover story, a feature called Hindsight 2020, centering on former A Prairie Home companion host Garrison Keillor. And it goes on from there, talks a little bit about the things that came to light about Garrison Keillor just being a creeper. Ew. He said it was just, you know, one time he touched a lady's back and when she mm-hmm. was like, uh, he apologized and stopped. But then, of course, it came out that he'd been doing such things for years. Uh, let's see. A years long pattern of allegations against Keeler women being paid for their silence, becoming the subjects of ribald, uncharming limericks Ugh, and enduring that, habitual bullying and humiliation. The limericks is repulsive. That is so, so gross. gross. And that is such a 75 year old thing to do. Like so <laughs> gross. So yep. Gross. And thinking he's being clever. That's a 75 year old mm-hmm. man thinking he's being clever Ugh. and like laying down a sick burn. <laughs> 
Um, uh, now, like many of the men brought down temporarily by the Me Too movement, Keeler has began to creep back into the spotlight. McInerney called his reappear- reappearance on the cover of Minneapolis St. Paul magazine, glancing soulfully downward and removing his glasses as if in a moment of weary honesty with the viewer, a, quote, privilege afforded to a certain kind of man. And when we prioritize the documentation of a powerful man because of his art or his culture impact or, 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 we tell women and survivors everywhere a powerful message, she wrote. We confirm that he is more interesting, more worth documenting and analyzing than the impact of his actions. Mm-hmm. I love yep. you, Nora. Yes, it's so great. And so I, good. she put it so succinctly, but like kind of covered everything when she said he is more interesting because I know she's going to get pushback of like, well, he's the more famous one. He's the, and it's like, well, why? Like, why have we decided this? Because we're mm-hmm. giving him the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. Oh, there is some juicy stuff in here. Back in 2017, after his firing, she wrote a piece for Time saying it was high time anyway that Keeler stepped aside and left some airtime for someone else. People more diverse than the stock characters from Keeler's beloved and fictional Lake Wobegon. <laughs> the change is uncomfortable and mostly unrewarding, but still necessary. It's been 50 years, dude, she wrote. Let the rest of us have a turn. <laughs> he responded to the critique on Twitter by putting McInerney's name in a blandly crude limerick. Uh-huh. Anybody want to hear the limerick? Yes, of course. Yes, please. A millennial named McInerney wants to push me out on a gurney, but I'm still alive, though 75, and haven't finished my journey. Thanks for your venom, dear Nora, but I'm not yet pushing up Flora, and that mist round your bed... Excuse me, boy, this is a bad letter. And that mist around your head as you lie there in bed is aroma, not an aurora. I mean. Number one, it's a bad word because I had trouble with the scansion. (laughs) Number two, it's a bad insult. (laughs) Number three, gross. Why is he thinking of her in her bed? First Uh of all. And... Okay, limericks are just an 80-year-old man thing, right? Like, it's so gross. Well, the thing... Okay, here we go. Here's Nora's clap back. She says, I guess Donald Trump isn't the only one who reflexively responds to criticism by belittling women after trolling for comments about himself he wasn't tagged in by pages he doesn't follow. Just another day in the womanhood. Oh, yes, I love her so much. She's so great. So she did not direct that to his attention. She didn't tag him. He went looking for people saying bad things about him and then attacked. Of course. Oh, he definitely has like a Google alert on his name. (laughs) (laughs) So I was looking, why does he keep getting to do stuff? Like I'm looking at his page and I'm mad I gave him a click, but there's a Prairie Home Companion Caribbean cruise happening in 2020. What? Is he on it? Uh, Yes. What? He's the main person of it. What? Why? Like, who is going on that? Well, I don't other know. old people, yeah, actually, people that love him. That's like this. Uh, they put some of um, the replies to uh, Nora on here, and it says, "We all sin and fuck up." Penny Feather wrote, "Learn to forgive and move on." Shut up. Yeah, there was a lot. Or I saw I was reading all of her tweets um, yesterday and someone wrote, I'm a better writer. Like they added the the magazine. I'm a better writer than she is. I'll work for cheaper. Oh, God. 
But, you know, good for Nora because she, you know, unlike, I'm not here to denigrate another podcast, but unlike, you know, certain guys that we used to cover, like, feverishly, Nora hustles, man. Like, she she does a lot of work. You know, she writes books. She, she you know, has different iterations of stuff. She's on different podcasts. She She hustles. And I have to think that it's like, she has a bunch of kids. She needs money that, you know, mm-hmm. having this paid gig at a pretty big magazine pays decently, you know? Yep. So mm-hmm. it, listen, she's putting her money where her mouth is because like that, that takes some balls. And I'm really impressed that she was like, nope, I, nope, I'm not going to do it. Yep. Yep. And then of course the magazine itself are being dickwads yeah. about this. And they were like, Hey, we contacted Nora and we wanted her to, contribute her opinion to the piece where she could talk about how this isn't a good thing it's what's disappointing to me is that nora could have used her column in our magazine to share her valuable perspective to a broader audience not just one month but through the duration of her contract but then this article goes on and i appreciated they say McInerney has several of her own platforms for that. <laughs> and They're basically I, saying, whatever, bitch, she didn't need yeah, you. Yeah. The, um, she responded to that, too, and said, they gave me 24 hours, and I wasn't allowed to talk about something. I don't remember what it was, but that's not giving her a message. You know what I mean? And like then they would have edited it. Yep. And they wouldn't respond to it. what she said is, what about his victims having to see that in the waiting room of uh, wherever? Of course. Because it's, you know, yeah. yeah, every doctor's office gets this probably. Ugh. I think my favorite um, comment I saw was, the most surprising thing of this was that people pay for a subscription to that. <laughs> <laughs> now that's true. That is very, very true. Is it a good magazine? Like, is it is it known? I mean, I don't read it. <laughs> It's a local lifestyle magazine. It's pretty well put together and it's glossy and you do find it in the waiting room. But I I mean, I don't know. It's probably the most popular of its kind in the area. But I'm not interested. And the back is just like ads for doctors and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Voted best chiropractor (laughs) in the Twin Cities. 12 years running. Uh, like I, I said to y'all before, my favorite part of this article is the last line. It says, the last couple of lines, McInerney isn't convinced Keeler has earned her forgiveness or anyone else's for that matter. Redemption includes contrition and action, she wrote Tuesday. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great because it's like, no, fuck you guys. But, you know, have have a great couple of days. Yep. <laughs> I'm not being mean spirited. And also she's right. Yeah. You don't just get to say, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or as in the case of Garrison Keeler, get to say, it wasn't that bad. Come on. And time is not, is not the only, it, it, that's the thing that makes me crazy. It's all these guys like Matt Lauer and um, Louis CK and Garrison Keeler, or even fucking Harvey Weinstein. It's like, they think, Oh, it's been two years. So like, I can come out now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're done talking about this. And it's like, no, yeah, dude. You get to go on a Caribbean cruise. Yep. A- I can come out of the naughty corner. Yep. And it's like, it just never happened. I know. And it's like, no. It's just super nanny reference. <laughs> the <laughs> naughty corner. Um, it's like, I just really hope, and with people like Nora, like, there's been a paradigm shift. There has to have been a paradigm shift. Like, we cannot keep going like this, because that's really depressing. Mm-hmm. And I can't raise a daughter if that's just, like, going to keep happening all the time 
Right. And and I hope that even though somebody like Garrison Keillor or Louis C.K. come out of hiding eventually, their careers will never be the yeah. same, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. And Louis C.K. is not booking, doing specials no, no, and exactly. playing big theaters yeah. anymore. He's going to the comedy store or whatever and, you know, talking how much women suck or whatever (laughs) he's still gonna make some money and he's still gonna be fine but he's never going to uh, i think be respected by most people i mean that crazy thing is i remember you know when he used to be on the tonight show or conan or whatever and he would have a funny thing it would be passed around all the time and like that's never gonna happen again if anybody has him on their show like they it will be like Twitter will explode the next day. Yep. Oh, good on you, Norm. It should. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Norm McInerney, our feminist hero for today. <laughs> Tip of the cap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you very much. Let's do a few Tishi recommends before Hillary has to cut and run. <laughs> Go be with the marches. <laughs> Christy, you have a movie recommendation. Yeah, and it kind of goes along with this story. Um, The movie Bombshell. It's so good. It feels a little gross to be pulling for Megyn Kelly, but it's really well done. Um, I had so many feelings. I cried a couple times during the movie and then just like ugly cried in my car for 20 minutes trying to figure out. It was like anger and sadness and like proud, like all of it just all mixed up into and also being taken back to the election it's it was a little soon um (laughs) but the way they did it was pretty cool because they had the actors playing the the women the um, reporters but then had actual clips of like you know her um interviewing trump like back and forth and so it was really weird to like see that because they used real footage whenever possible so that i i highly recommend that her um her meaning Charlie's throne it is uncanny like it's kind of like yes, it yeah. is w- crazy to look at um because she looks so much like her and sounds so it's much weird. like her and her yes. voice neither of those I mean you know she, she's a blonde lady so it's not like they had to go you know from A to yeah, Z but <laughs> um but there's just it's it's like uncanny valley almost but I, I heard her interviewed on um Fresh Air which I know is a controversial show on this, but it was actually really good um, it was really good. It was really interesting. And she's, I think she's a smart lady. And I also like that she's, this is so pathetic. She's like in her forties and I like that about her for some mm-hmm. reason. And she's still like kicking ass and doing really good roles. Um, like totally was my, probably one of my favorite movies so from last good. year. Um, I just think Even she's that very long cool. shot was great. Yeah, long shot was great. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I think she's badass. And, um, anyway, I, I want to see it. I need to, I need to go out. And take a look. Um, mine is also, oh, and um, we were talking earlier, like, I feel like I don't read as many books anymore. Like, I don't, I just don't, especially like, paper, I really just don't read like paperback or hardback books or anything, physical <laughs> books. Anyway, so at the beginning of the year of 2019, I said, I'm going to read at least 20 books. And I even will count Audible. It's like, I, I spend money on Audible. I'm counting it. Um, 
But anyway, so I had heard of this book called Red, White, and Royal Blue. And listen, you know me. Like, one, I love a romance. Two, I like anything (laughs) about, like, royals. Like, there's a book called The Royal We that came out a few years ago that's excellent. I highly recommend it. Um, Anyway, so I started reading this. Well, this is, like, a little bit of a twist in that it's about um, the um, Prince of Wales getting together with the first son of the United States. Um, and it's so good. Like, it's so good. And I really have not been exposed to a ton of LGBTQ, um, literature at all. Like maybe a little bit, but not really. And this is fun and frothy, but also like kind of serious because they're all like kind of coming out. Anyway, it's really, really good. And the mom is the president. Like, it's not the dad, it's the mom. So then like I cried about that. Um, and they're from Texas. They're from Austin. So it's like, I like, you know, you always like to like read about stuff that you know where it exists anyway it's really good i i thought it was just really fun i thought that the writer um casey mcquiston i think is her name um was really i thought she did a really good job and i think it's been um amazon's picked it up so they're gonna make it into a show or a movie but anyway i really enjoyed it that was my favorite like that was the most fun book that i read this year no i read a, a couple other ones like i read normal people which is like the you know cool literary book I liked it but sometimes I think like when things are very basic I like don't understand the deeper meaning I was like well that was fine but it seemed very simple and I'm like I need to like interrogate my own thoughts about it because everybody was like book of the year this is like so deep and I was like it was just two people like talking and stuff like sometimes having sex I don't know um anyway uh so red white and royal blue as frothy as it is that was my that was my favorite book this year Mm, did you see on Netflix, I think? That there's a normal... They pe- made another... Oh. No, they made another version of that book after. That, oh, God. That teen I, romance. Oh, my God. I've heard... What was it? A Harry yes. Styles fan fiction that you accidentally yes. read? I watched the preview of it, and I was like, I cannot. I cannot. It's so bad. I almost watched oh, God, it. It's so bad. Oh, it's so... Like, I kind of want to watch it because I'm curious. Though, I really like the end of that book. It, I mean... It, it was like he was abusive, not physically, but just like it's how I felt in um, Fifty Shades of Grey, where I was like, why don't you have any friends that would tell you that he's a bad person and you should not be with him? Like, mm-hmm. I don't care how mm-hmm. good the sex is. Like, it is not worth the manipulation. And it only works if somebody's like super rich. Like, that's the only way it works, because you're like, well, you know, he'll take me out to nice dinners or whatever. But um I can't. I mean, I, I probably will. One late night I'll watch after. But <laughs> <laughs> after a glass of wine. Or two. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Let me let me get out for my movie. Let's do some housekeeping. Um, with our fancy, fancy new website, you can buy stuff from us. Um, the new merch is at this. I was about to read HTTPS <laughs> colon. Why do people still read www? I imagine my parents. www. Yeah. Um, the, it's implied. <laughs> Everybody knows. Uh, this show has everything.com. Uh, click the shop button. It's really easy. It looks great. So um, thank you. Also, please rate and review. I've always wanted to say that. And I'm really excited to do it. I feel fancy, <laughs> like a fancy podcast person. But please do. Um, it really, it helps us out. And, you know, this is not a TPTL-based podcast, even though we talked about them a fair amount today, or I did. Um this is our own thing, and we want to reach a wider audience because we think we're, I don't know, we're having a good time, and I think that other people would enjoy it as well. Yeah. 
All right. right. This is how you can get involved. Go to thisshowhaseverything.com and it actually works. So Yay. that's great. And now you can throw your phones. There is a link on our page, but also you can go to throwyourphone.com and fill out the form. Um, join us on our Facebook group and you also can say what you hate. This week we'll put up that question. Um, our show Twitter is at Tishy Show. Yes. And you can email us at Tishy at 10710, all spelled out, dot com. Send us a voice memo and fax us at 617-354-8513. Um, and then I just had two quick things. Happy birthday, Meredith. And get well soon, Alan. Yes. Yep. We're thinking about you, man. Yep. All right. Well, we um, fought the patriarchy Yay! today <laughs> on this show. I'm very proud of us. We did it. We did it. Keep fighting, ladies, men. We welcome you as our allies. The patriarchy <laughs> keeps you down, too. Yes. It does. It tells you you can't have emotions. Yep. It makes you think that your value is only whether you make money or not. Yep. You're more than your money. You are. You're also your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Show title. Please make a clip of that. <laughs> and uh, with that, this was everything. Uh, <laughs> you're also your penis is... <laughs> <laughs>